You can't fool me. I know you loved even when you screamed for me to stop. Here, have another of two Slayer statistics. No! No! Damn it! I can't take it anymore! So much convoluted crap that professional physicists can't explain! My mind won't last! I understand now! 45 and a click of a substance too much, but 55? Genius! I will hand over every dime I can to these brilliant, brilliant people so that they keep making wonderful, wonderful games! Now, a podcast so grand. Whoa! So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the boat of you. Two epic airheads. Mike, we are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. One time-traveling telephone booth. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm here to help you with your history report. Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure? Yo, dude, I have experience bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike. Okay, let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dude? These are your hosts, Philip Willis. Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Meeky. It's a gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack. If you guys are really us, what game are we thinking of? Shining Force, dude! Dudes! This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack. And welcome to RPG Backtrack number 155, Bad Idea Factory. And, and, and you know what? Normally I do introductions, all this. I can't do Mike, if you guys couldn't hear the passion in my voice during that skit, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because that, that was probably, that was probably the, the, the most heartfelt skit I have ever done at the beginning of a show. Because, oh my gosh, this whole show is a bad idea. Really? It, it's a bad idea. The only good thing about this show is I'm going to have to drink a lot tonight just to cope with it. So you're saying that you are not one of those GameFAQs denizens who tries to trumpet how awesome this developer is and everybody else looks at these people and wonders, what the hell are you on? I don't know what the hell you were on for schedule. I'm Phil Willis. This is Mike Meeky. So we're in the background giggling like a little kid who just stole some lollipops <laughs> from a candy store. It's Michael T. Apps. And tonight we're talking about a bunch of bad, bad, bad games. Well, they're all from the same developer. That's the theme. Bad Idea Factory, in case you haven't figured it out. That's this the episode name. brought to you by Captain Morgan's Rum. That's right, because damn it, that stuff is good. I mean, it is really good. But you know what? No matter how good Captain Morgan is, he still can't make CrossEdge tolerable to play. He just can't do it. Morgan can't even pull this one out. That's how... Uh, we're talking about Cross Wars, 
Cross Edge, Trinity Universe, Blazing Souls Accelerate, Mugen Souls. Look, I can cut this podcast really short and just tell all of you now, if you own these games, throw them away. And if you're thinking about playing them, don't. You'd be better off doing 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 drugs. I, I don't know. What, what's a drug? PSP? LCD? I don't care. Do something. Just don't do these games. PSP? Are you talking about, like... Uh being able to read people's minds, I think that's something different. No, that, that's like, like I got, I'm playing, I'm playing PSP. You, you snort your PSP. You're so PSP. You're like, God, <laughs> that's a better idea than playing these games. But, you're but, snorting what? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm gonna Phil, Phil. If you end up dead tonight, then I'm gonna feel ever so slightly guilty. You should. Very, but you slightly. should. You're the one who schedules these shows. I just, I just I just record. That's all I do. And, and now I'm gonna drink. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put on some music. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go put on some music. And while that music's playing, I'm going upstairs and finding first. We're gonna start off with with some sort of Utah IPA. And then it's just gonna go up from there. When I say up, I'm talking about the alcohol content of the drinks I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because th- this is this is that kind of night. So hold on tight. We're gonna be we're gonna be right back. And the drinking, ha- I mean, the main event has begun, and we start, the main event is, is where we talk about some a game or a series of games, or in this case, just a group of really bad games all made by the same developer. And we're going to kick this off with Cross Wars, which Chaos sounds... Wars. Oh, Chaos Wars. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You can tell it's on my brain. Uh, Chaos Wars, a, uh, a tactical... RPG developed by Bad Idea Factory, uh, published in North America by O3 Entertainment. I hope they're out of business now. Now this was really thank God. This was released in North America. All of the all uh, June third, two thousand eight, uh, and and boy, okay, you, you, no, I'm just I'm just gonna go. I haven't played this one. I'm gonna let you two talk about this one. I'll be back in a few minutes because I, I, I need another beer. One, just not cutting it. It's already down. It's time for another one. <laughs> Well, I haven't played this one either, but Phil, I just wanted to say, you know, it's okay to get the names of these games wrong because it's not like they bothered to, you know, make a game that actually works correctly. So, why get the names right? Well, why why get the game right? Why get the gameplay right? Why just get anything? Why get the graphics right? Just come on. Uh, did you play this one? Did you play this one, Minky? I have been playing this. Yes, uh, I have played lots of it. So yes, I am the one who gets to talk about the the wonder, the the, the superlative idiosyncrasies of Chaos Wars, which uh, okay, you know what? Let's start off with the funny part because to me, you know, we've we've mentioned this, we've skirted around it a few times in the past, but the voice acting of Chaos Wars is a whole nother level. 
You don't know bad voice acting until you've listened to this at length. So go onto YouTube, pull up some Chaos Wars voice acting, listen to that real child that was brought into the studio to do what looks like a child on screen, and remember why children are generally not employed as actors because they're bad. <laughs> remember, yes, look at look at the kid who in the grand tradition of Idea Factory characters looks like she's 9 or 10 and is clearly voiced by some surfer lady from SoCal who sounds at least 25. Listen to that other kid girl who... Oh, she talked like this all the time and I can't believe I can't... How does she know? She doesn't ever stop to do a take? I don't know what to do. I can't even do it justice because... uh, Anyway, that's the funny part of Chaos. I laugh every time the voice acting comes on because it's that bad. And every time a new character comes around... You get to hear something else. It's equally bad, but in a different way. But that's the funny part. Then we have to deal with the actual game. Uh, Okay, so we're dealing with Hyoma. That is how they pronounce it. H-Y-O-M-A. That is not how you pronounce Hyoma, but fine. That's how the voice actors do it. I'll go with it. His name is Hyoma. And his friends Shizuku and Hayatamaru, who are... School kids, of course, from Tokyo, and they get sucked into an alternate dimension where all sorts of other people from other games start popping up. People <gasps> like the Shadow Hearts gang. People like Grolanzer characters. People like Spectral Souls refugees. People like uh, guys from some game that dealt with the, the Meiji Revolution in Japan. And of course, most of these games never came out over here. So as you play, you're going to be going, oh, oh, it's it's another character I've never heard of. Wow, I'm so thrilled! And repeat that as the game goes on, because, of course, in the grand tradition of Idea Factory, um, you have a battle team of five. So, of course, you wind up with at least 25 mandatory characters. It's probably going to be more by the time I'm done. And, of course, it uses a system that I that in theory would be fine, where... You, your d- abilities get better as you do things in battle rather than just having levels but in practice that means uh, since you don't have levels you can't get a huge experience boost if you use somebody in battle so you're going to be grinding with this fool for a long time if you want to try and break, raise him up uh, okay tactical action you know how much fun it is to have a gridless game well take all the fun out and then you've got this because I never thought that a gridless game where you just move around inside of a circle could be so more, much more confusing than a grid. Why, why do I always have to shift the camera angle around to see what the hell is blocking me? Why does it show that I can move across that deep crevasse in the middle of the screen when I actually can't? <sighs> what else? Um, battles, yeah. You know how much fun it is when instead of planned tactical action, you just get a, an assortment of random opponents that are dumped around the screen? That's so much more fun than having planned battles, isn't it? Right? Right? I mean, who wants totally. to think about where your enemies are going to be when you, they, they're just randomly deposited? I'll drink to that. <laughs> uh... Yeah, especially if some of those random enemies get deposited on the other side of a gulf, and then there's all the battlefields look randomly generated, so it doesn't really matter. There might be a randomly generated water thing in the way, so that your enemy, because it's stupid, will try to st- charge straight at you, get into the corner, and then stay stuck there until you maneuver all of your people around in order to take it out. Because, of course, every battle involves killing everything. There are no variances on this. You must kill everything every time. 
And I know you love tactical battles where you're given, with no warning, the need to suddenly just put a couple of people you haven't been using at all in the action, especially when you've got a character limit of five. So these two <laughs> deadweights who can't carry their own weight, sorry, you're stuck with them. Uh, oh, but there's so much more. I, Outside of battle, isn't it fun when quests just randomly appear? I'm not even sure how it works. You, it has something to do with the ran, the sun cycle. Yeah, there's a solar cycle that goes from zero to eight and back again, and you can't control it except to make time pass in battle. And what does the solar cycle do? It makes enemies do more damage. Isn't that awesome. great? So if you take too long in a fight, suddenly the enemies that weren't doing too much at the start, it'll be solar cycle eight, and they'll be killing you with their attacks. Isn't that a great idea? Because there's nothing you can do about it. Except make time pass. Like, come on, this is this is great ideas here. Uh, even more fun is the inventory that you get to act that you get to buy from in the shop. It's randomized too. Isn't what? that great? What? <laughs> Don't you just love not knowing what you're going to be able to buy in the store? Well, now to be fair, Disgaea's inventory is you know from the stores you know randomized, and that's a fun game. Sure. I don't think sure. it's as randomized as this sounds, though. Well, well, don't you like not necessarily being able to buy the item that revives people from the dead in battle because the store isn't selling it right now? Wait, wait, can you go back out and go back into the store and it has different stuff? No, you have to go and do something else for a while. Oh, that sucks. He stops. Oh yeah, just get, you just talk to the guy over and over again to get what you want. No, that's too easy, Phil. You took the easy way out, and you will pay for it by having to play Idea Factory. Uh, no! Oh, I already served that sentence. Now, let's see here. What other wonderful things does it have? Oh, there's so much more. How about a... Yes, I remember this distinctly. There's a character. She's a Grolanzer character. We know this. She says she's from Grolanzer. How do you recruit her? I mean, assuming you want to, you already have a good 20 characters or so at this point. Why? You need to make sure that she's fully healed by the end of the fight. What? You you didn't know to do that? Well, then she won't join you. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm already full of characters, so I don't need any more, but isn't that just fun? Uh, the Shadow Hearts character... Oh, this is even... There's this thing called Realize. I don't fully understand how it works. Just consider it the, the, the Super Saiyan state. That, that's more or less what it equates to. You use, you use this thing that you charge by attacking and taking attacks, and you realize, and you stay that way for a couple of turns, and then you can do super awesome attacks. Oh. But, oh, realize is so well thought out because this is an idea factor game. What if you've got a character who can equip multiple weapons? Isn't that a great idea? Of course it is. But if you realize, then suddenly you can only use weapons, you can only use tactics that use a certain weapon. And if you have a different weapon on, then you can't do anything! <laughs> I speak from experience. This happens. Uh, yes, and realize counts for so much more. There's another character. It's a monkey. I don't know why you want the monkey to join you. You have to have one particular character realize and kill the monkey. And I had her using guns when she's supposed to use a sword because her realize attack only uses swords. That would have been great to know before I went in, wouldn't it? But no, you, you can't have that. And then there's the techniques themselves. You can have a max of 10 at any time. Okay, fine. And the store, you, you either get them as spoils from battles or you buy them from the store. And of course, you get the techniques that are randomly stocked because the store keeps getting different things and you never know what it's going to have because that's all the fun that you need in the battle. And uh, 
you have to make sure to lock down the techniques that you're using in battle. Because if you don't, they can randomly change. <laughs> Isn't that great? Say that technique you were using that hits everything in a circular area. Well, it might randomly change to something that hits something and far away. So this being a tactical game, you're screwed. You might be, but that's just part of the fun. Because Idea Factory wants you to think about everything so that you can't ever take your battle for granted. And the best part is, this happens to the enemies too. I watched it happen. They're using a technique and suddenly it randomly changes in battle. Ha <laughs> uh, ha! Then there's the wonderful translation. Here, I'll read from the box. You must learn the basics of battle. Then you can complete the quests ahead of you, recruit the best team available, develop and master the skills to be a warrior, defeat your enemies, and win the prize. That is how O3 Entertainment tried to sell this game on the back of the case. Aren't you impressed? I would have been more impressed if it had a coupon on the back for some moonshine. Sadly, that didn't happen. Because, you Amazingly enough, O3 Entertainment dumping this wonderful product onto the market late in the PS2's lifespan. It didn't take off sales-wise, and uh, the company died. And of course, we looking at the wonderful work it did in here, it didn't even bother to localize, to translate all the lines necessarily. You get wonderful, inexplicable translations like, hot, hotter, hottest. That's how hot it is. Does that make any sense to you? Okay, it's hottest. What does that mean? We're in a supernova and we're all dead because the universe is exploding? I don't get it. That's what hottest means to me. Anyway, uh, and there are sections without voice acting, sadly, because that's the best part of the game, laughing at the terrible voice acting. <laughs> uh, do, I, do I need to say anything else about it? Uh, there's this central theme that might be okay, except I've heard it... Uh, I think I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say 500 goddamn times by now because it plays for the lead character every time his turn comes up in battle. Oh, and there's a character I just got who has the single worst version of Night on Bald Mountain as his theme music I've ever heard. The synths sound like cheap keyboards from the early 80s. Masorgsky must be rolling in his grave every time this stupid thing plays. Uh... It, and it's great, too, how lots of characters, when they realize or when they use special moves, you suddenly have to mash the button. Or with the Shadow Hearts characters, you get to try and use the Judgment Ring, which you don't use most of the time, so you're not prepared for it, and you forget all about it, and suddenly, ah, why am I not doing as much as I could? Because I forgot! Stupid Idea Factory! Ah! It's okay, um, Mike. They, they can't hurt you anymore. It's okay. Uh... And of course, the, the capper is that because I do laugh at the voice acting, I can't call this the worst idea factory thing I've ever played. No, that goes to that thing you've heard me talk about before. That thing with the name that, run, that runs afoul of spell check wherever you put it. And I refuse to talk about it right now because I don't need the aggravation. Can't you tell? My vocal cords can't take anymore right now. So uh, I do not have. I will not be. Chaos Wars was unjustly left aside at the marketplace. People need to go check it out immediately because they are missing such an immense tactical action. Uh, no, I, I will not be saying that. I will be saying that. Um, hopefully, once I have played the Grolanzer games in the near future and understand who these characters are, I will be able to mourn their presence in this game, like I do with the Shadow Hearts cast, as this this was the best you could your poor publisher could get after your series ended to be placed in an idea factory game i am so so sad for you and nothing i can ever say will make up for what was done to you by this company uh <laughs> there 
do, do I need to say anything else about Chaos Wars? So what, what you're saying, think? what you're saying is you like it five out of five, Mr. Apps. Yes. I, I think you may have been listening to too many presidential debates lately. Your uh, hearing acuity <laughs> seems to have slipped a bit. No. <laughs> are, are you sure? Could I launch into some vague, abstract, pie-in-the-sky political ideal right now and you tell me that's great, please tell me more? That's great, please tell me more. Okay. Uh, the the big-headed sprite look, you know, it's fine for a little while, but I'm kind of sick of it because especially with these characters from other games, I'm remembering, hey, they look different once upon a time. Their heads weren't the size of the rest of their bodies. Uh, why, why did you choose that idea, Factory? And why... And why even when I seem to have turned the combat animations off do they keep going? And why why when I set up combos after I've made the first character selection do you not allow me to choose what the target of my moves will be? You know, in a tactical game where, you know, some moves might hit more than one opponent. But no, this game takes that right out of your hands and says, oh, you've chosen your target? Well, here, we're going to choose for you where all the rest of your moves are going to go so that you can't necessarily hit everything, even though you're, you've got moves that'll do it, because that would make it too easy. We want to make it more challenging for you. <laughs> mm. I, I may not have to say any more at this point. Now, give, give your vocal cords a rest, Mike, because with the help of my good friend Monkshine, 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 brewed with organic barley and hops, mm-hmm. brought to you by Unita... Our Unita Unita Brewing Company. Juanita? Juanita. I I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're based here in in, in Utah. We get a lot of microbreweries where we can get real beer. I like Juanita's tortilla chips. Those are good. Certified organic by the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. So there we go. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Because if you don't think it could get worse, you're wrong. Okay? Because now we need to talk about... (laughs) I can't... Okay. I can't do it, Mike's. I can't. It just hurts too um, much. <clears throat> well, okay. Let's let let's start with uh, how okay. how did all right cross edge? How did it come to you? Okay. How did you come to play uh, this? Okay. So picture this. Uh, you know, I started off as a newsie at RP Gamer and eventually moved to to doing reviews. And uh, and after like the first game or two, <coughs> Mister. Cunningham, the editor-in-chief, started having me review, let's just say, some questionable quality games that was driving me crazy, like Doki Pond Kingdom and the crap. Just one bad game after another. And uh, and I was feeling I a little... I remember From the Abyss popping in. Oh my god, why did you have to say it, Mike? Because you don't have to talk about that tonight? You may, you may say he brought it from the abyss. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't, I don't think he's drunk enough yet to make that funny. Really, uh, he needs a couple more bottles. Someone so, had to make that pun, though. So, my, you know, Michael Cunningham, he's like, you know, Phil, <coughs> I feel kind of bad. You know, uh, why don't we give you a, why don't we give you a good game? Look, I, I just got this one in, and, and and it's called Cross Edge, and I'm like, well, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, the thing. He messaged well, me, so I didn't hear his. Well, okay, <laughs> this was back when there weren't a whole lot of RPGs on PS3 yet, right? I seem to remember that. Yeah. That was the time. <laughs> yeah, there weren't a whole lot of RPGs or anything. So I'm like, really? What's this cross-edge thing? Oh, it's an NIS game, right? It's those 
Same guys. That'd be good. Yeah, it's being published or whatever by NIS, the same guys who make Disgaea games and stuff, right? And, and and look at these screenshots. And I'm looking at the screenshots, and you got like beautiful pictures of uh, Flan and some other notable characters I've seen before, like Darksiders or Artanelco or whatever, some characters from other games. And, and they're very beautifully drawn. And on the PlayStation 3. And the only other RPG I think I had up to that point was uh, Disgaea 3, which is not a graphic you know, showcase by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm like, wow, that looks cool. Lots of characters. It looks super pretty. I love these screenshots. They're showing them off to my wife. I'm like, yeah, and I get the game for free too to review it. Hell yeah, send it over to me. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I had no idea, Mike. I had no clue the pain that was in store. And, and you know what? I could almost hear his hideous laughter from a thousand miles away because I think he's in Tennessee somewhere. That's like a thousand miles from here. Yeah, I swear I could almost hear the evil laugh as he dropped it in the mailbox. So Cross Edge, uh, Cross Edge, and I hesitate to use use the word RPG because really I hate to disgrace the genre as a whole by including this title, you know, within it. But uh, Cross Edge uh, basically takes characters from Darkstalkers, Disgaea, Artanelco, Spectral Souls, Atelier Marie, and Manachymia series and just puts them all in a blender in a mix-match uh, story that uh, that I completely forgot because it really doesn't go too far or too deep. This, this, is, this is not... You do not buy into this game for the... Actually, you don't buy into this game for anything because, really, the screenshots and, and that was... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So the, 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 there's a little bit of do- there's a little bit of humor and charm as the characters are kind of bantering uh, uh, back and forth. I, I will I will give it that much. But that was about the and I get some of that right at the beginning, and that's where my enjoyment, well, little enjoyment, I got in it very quickly. Uh, I really love Mike's skit at the the beginning that he wrote out there that we, and that's why I voice acted with such passion because eventually, as you get into this game, you realize that there's all these systems and subsystems and numbers and stuff that absolutely make no sense. Uh, they're poorly. Uh, they're poorly explained. Um, Just like in Crossed. Oh my gosh, it's it's Just like horrible. In Chaos Wars. Yeah, yeah, but but there's like no real story. There's not even like any real role playing. Like there's no towns that you can go to and talk to the people to get more backstory. Thing. No, screw that crap. No, no. There's these very genetic overworlds, and sometimes when you're into the dungeons, there's these side. Uh, it's interesting when you're in a dungeon. It looks more like almost like a side-scrolling game, but it's so bland. All of it's bland. Um, just the screenshots that you see of the characters talking to each other, the detailed drawings, those uh, those are the only attractive thing about the game, and they are not even animated. The PlayStation 3, of course, can handle animations very well, but no, no, no animations. They just stand there and one pose. So you, you see the screenshot, and, you know, you don't know they're not animated. You just presume they did a screenshot while they were talking or something. No, 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 no. They actually... Your PlayStation 2 could just about pull that off. Um, but then we actually get into the game where you're moving around the PlayStation characters. PlayStation 2? Heck, the PlayStation 1 probably uh, could have pulled it Oh, off. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the just when you get into combat and stuff, there's no... There's no the backgrounds suck. They look like, yeah, between a PlayStation, almost a PlayStation 1 background. Sure, absolutely. They're so low res. They're so nondescript. They're so boring. And you talked about earlier about throwing random uh, things together, and it just feels like that's what you're doing. You're fighting hordes and hordes of random uh, enemies. Um, and it just, it's mind-numbingly 
it just becomes mind numbing. I, I just mind numbingly boring. I, I don't know, but it, it just it was, it was just horrible. It was such a slug to get through. By the second chapter, I was like, "Is this over yet?" And boys and girls, it had just begun. Like that sounds like Idea Factory too. Why stop a game in good time when you can just keep it going uselessly and going and going and going and going? Uh, it, it it's was like an evil demonic energizer bunny. It was. It was just. It was just. It, it was just abysmal. It was just horrible. I, I ended up giving it a, a two out of five, and really, I probably should have gone lower than that. But I was still new. Uh, but it, it was just. It was just hor- horrible. Um, I, I like how uh, I'm, I, Mike Mike linked the uh, original uh, review thread back in the day, and here's a, a comment from Seven Circle, aka Glenn Wilson. And he's like, "Your rating of two out of five seems awfully harsh, considering that your three issues are it's not pretty. I don't know how the buttons are mapped, and I had difficulty at uh, understanding the mechanics. If those are really I, the only major flaws of the game, it had a lot going for it." I think he's actually <laughs> quoting someone else there. Oh, yeah. is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's quoting one of our wonderful forum base who hasn't showed up in years trying to exclaim over well gosh Phil how oh. could you possibly have my apologies for these reasons but Phil the buttons mappings are the and the graphics are the only uh, things that are bad according to your pluses and minuses my apologies uh, Glenn uh, yes you are right I see now because of the, uh, the formatting dropped uh, but yes it's Karst who <laughs> yeah but I just uh, yeah no 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 it it is just really 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 a, a bad game um boy yeah no uh, so you had to complete it to review it. Uh, it I, I never had to complete it. Yay! It was just, it was just, it was just horrible. I banished most of it from my memory. It was so bad. I can't remember the mechanics or I could probably didn't even figure most of them out. I, I just probably suffered for whatever the bad ending. I don't even care if it had a bad ending. Good ending. I didn't care. I didn't care. I was done. It was like this is the worst game. And in fact, here here's a quote from my. From my blog or my reply on the forums from July of 2009, and uh, I said, um, cr- com- uh, com- uh, "Cross Edge is something like Joan de Arc, which actually I'm playing right now, or Jean de Arc, depending on how you pronounce it. Final Fantasy John- Tactics, John Dark, John Dark. Yeah, I think they call her Jean or either. Anyways, all of them have deep customization uh, systems or two, but they're not nearly as convoluted as Cross Edge." I spent almost no time learning the control scheme in any of those games. The graphics were decent, though not mind-blowing, and appropriate for the platform they're on. Finally, and most importantly, they were fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, the other items you cited there were Final Fantasy Tactics, FFT Advance, and Front Mission 3. Yeah, uh, I mean, Jinda Arc, um, you know, when I, and I never did get through Gene. I wasn't playing it for review. Um, my recollection of playing this uh, back in the day was that I just got bored with it. But I would never call it a, a bad game. I'd call it maybe a three, give or take half a point. It would just, you know, that was my impression anyways. I'm going to play it again now and just see if I get a different impression. Um, I know some people have liked it a little bit more than I did. But I would never call it a bad game. But this? Oh! <laughs> and yeah, I'm not trying to say, oh, compared to Final Fantasy, you know, tactics, which a lot of people think is like creme de la tactical RPGs that it's bad. No, no, no. Compared to even something like Gem de Arc, which I consider an average game, it is horrible. It is just... Uh, 
And I said, the further I got into the game, the more cranky I got. I could not wait until I was done with it, and I never want to play it again. I didn't even want to keep it around the house as a coaster. Mind you, I'm a collector. I keep a lot of games. That's why, even when I got bored of Gene, I didn't get rid. Gene's right here. Gene's in the closet. And when I get a hair up my ass, I put Gene back in. Never. Cross Edge? Uh uh-uh. uh. If I could have burned that thing legally in my house, I would have. I thought about putting it in the I'm microwave. I'm looking further down here, and I see that you cited exactly what certain controls do. The left stick moves you up or down or ends your turn. If you move left, that switches out characters. If you move right, that enters into shift mode, which allows you to move the active character on the battle grid. Or it can end the action count. Uh, yeah, that already sounds more complicated than usual. And- yeah, the, the combat is stupidly convoluted for no reason. Yeah, I mean, everything about this game, yeah, the, the combat is super, super complex. As if they woke up one day, and they and, and Mike, as Mike points out, they pretty much do this in all their games, but they realize that somewhere out there, there are people that like complicated games. I mean, look at Pathfinder or pen and paper role-playing game, which is just an offshoot of 3.5 D&D. Absurdly complex. More complex than it really needs to be. But it's got a huge audience. It's got a following. Disgaea. Systems within systems. Some of those systems completely unnecessary. People love it. So these guys were like, you know what? You can't have enough of a good thing. Let's just take the deepness of one of those games and uh, let's uh, let's let's square it. Heck, let's cube it. Let's just uh, uh, more systems and more systems, more systems. Because if it's super super deep, that means it's super super good. And and no, there there you can definitely have uh, too much. And I go on in the forums, I end in my review to point out the graphics, which uh, somebody called me out on it. And let me point something out here, boys and girls. Look, I'm an old-time role-playing gamer. I'll go back and play Goldbox Dungeon Dragons. I, I, I Graphics, not that important to me. But the graphics in this game are so horribly horrible and inconsistent. I mean, especially for a PlayStation 3 experience. I mean, I can go back and play Final Fantasy VI on the SNES. And and those graphics are at least consistent. You may you may not feel like they're great because they're not 3D and because they're sprites at a 320 by 240 resolution. But one thing is they're consistent. And of course, for that day they were high quality. This graphics? No, is there's no consistency? You got these really beautifully hand drawn you know characters when they're close up, but then when they're far away, they're these ugly sprites that belong in the Super Nintendo area, and they're against backgrounds that look. That look like, I don't know, early Super Nintendo. Like, Final Fantasy VI backgrounds look worlds above these backgrounds. I just, it, there's no consistency. It's yeah. like you're saying that Squaresoft tried harder than Idea Factory, but that can't be. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, I, I mean, this is a game with characters from a bunch of different series, and it honestly looks like the graphics were uh, stripped from a bunch of different games. But they weren't. Uh, as far as I know, they were all made for this game. <laughs> It, it's it, it's just it's just it's just horrible, boys and girls. There, there is don't don't forget the load times. Uh, you know, I I just I just gave up on the ah. And now I'm looking further down in the review thread, and I see good old Descara, who I haven't seen in years, saying I'd give the game a four personally. I looked past the graphics, confusing controls at first because everything comes together after a bit. I loved the battle system and how everything was fresh, even if there were annoyances on the world map. What? The hell is wrong with you people? I couldn't say this what game did on they the play. <laughs> I, I, that was the weird thing about this. I'm I'm, re- I'm remembering this now as I'm looking through this review thread. I'm like, and then DQ Five cites the battle system is by far the best part of the game, and I would agree that everything <laughs> does come together. I've not have any problems on the world map, but the game has frozen up on me once. Wow. 
Then Descara replies again, It's the combat and seeing your favorite characters in action. The story is nothing special, but after the second time through on the true end, it does seem pretty good. The sprites, while not HD, do have fluid animation for the most part. Also, given the target audience, and I ask Gus fans, the graphics are a little bit of a step up. Uh, I'd I'm say sorry. the best part of the game is the depth. I'm sorry, Mike. Hold on. I have to interrupt you. Did Did you say? Did they say second time through? Yep. Did I Did I hear that correctly? See, Someone this, played this, this through more than once. Allegedly. Okay. Yes, it's true. Allegedly. Okay. No, okay. Yeah, well, uh, game facts are written by people who presumably know what they're talking about. I'm sure there are people on game facts who have played this through five, there's, six times. Who imported this too? I'm sure there are multiple people. You know, region free PS3. Why not? Here, I I've been I've been importing all my favorite Idea Factory games for years. Now I don't have to even bother with a region chip anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Make it stop. Uh, Now you've made me pull up game facts, and and I kid you not. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine reviews. And only one of them. Well, now they're using like us, basically hearts, which is like a five star system. I guess there's five hearts. It's like Legend of Zelda or something. Whatever. I guess they got rid of score. But you've got you've actually got a nine out of ten, several eight out of tens, numerous seven out of tens. Only one person gave it a six, one person gave it a five, and one person gave it a three, calling it a mixture of disastrous ideas. Guys, I, I have no idea what kind of what kind of powder you're smoking, but you need to stop it because it's not good for you. It's oh, just I, I not. I see deeper, deeper on in the thread, you say, as far as the gameplay, I can see how some could like it, but it's something you have to play for a while before you really start to get into it. It reminds me of coffee as a kid. I hated the taste of it. I asked my folks, how can they drink it? And they said, it's an acquired taste. Well, in this case, I'm not sure it's really worth a dozen hours or so to get used to the controls and figuring out some of the mechanics to get to that point. It certainly is deep. No denying that. These were the words that you used six and a half years I, ago. I was trying to be positive. Like, you know, I, I was kind of new on this side and, you know, not trying to be a complete negative. Like, that's why I didn't just give it a complete one out of five. I, I was trying to be somewhat understanding that, hey, not everyone has the same taste. And we say that a lot, right? We say that a lot of RP gamers. Like, here's our review. Here's how, like, Mac recently gave Fallout 4 a three out of five. And we had some pushback on that. It's like, hey, you know what? Your your mileage may vary. You may not run to the bugs or you may just like the game so much you don't care about it or, you know, the, the low points or whatever. So, you know, it's our opinion. You have your opinion. And hey, we can all agree to disagree and still be good gaming friends. I'm telling you right now, you're sick if you like this game. I'm not even there. There's no, there, there's no sanity to this. There just, there just, there is none. Yeah, here's pause. The great thing about our reviews is that you can come to the same conclusion from different angles. When a game has annoying aspects, it's all up to tolerance and to some extent patience. I think I'd give a game a try despite the review, much like I did Operation Darkness if I had a PS3. But I can see how it turned off a majority of players. No, 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 this game is bad. Just, uh, no, no, just, no. I, but I, I guess Idea Factory has its defenders, because I have no clue why people were jumping on. And uh, well, let, let me just bring this up again. Idea Factory was created in 1994. Let that sink in. This company has been around 21 years now. I'm telling you, they're Skynet. 20 and a half too many. It's Skynet. Listen, telling you right now. Fire Mist. <laughs> Who's the founder of our of our illustrious website? He doesn't yep. post very often. He doesn't get involved very often. But even he wrote on here, 
In my opinion, 2.0 is being generous. The game disappointed me from day one, and if I ever go back to work, and I mean work, not play, on this game again, I would have to be severely lacking in even mediocre games to explore this. It just, it just, it just don't do it, kids. Just, just don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I just, no. Don't drink and play cross-edge, kids. No, there's so many better games. There's so many mediocre games. There's so many games. Beer? No. You, you can drink and have fun with so many other games. I don't think drinking is going to help this much. No. You could play Call of Duty. This is the one time I would approve that over something else. Uh, yeah, if you get seriously drunk and you mess up with your team and end up shooting everybody in the back in Call of Duty, then at least you'll have a funny story. I don't think you're going to get many funny stories out of Cross Edge. I just... Oh, no! And then Lord Kaiser comes along and says, Come on, the controls are awesome! So many nice shortcuts made the battles faster in the long run. Besides, what is the point of having a DualShock 3 or 6 axis with 16 buttons if the games will not use them? So, so, so there's they're, something called restraint, sir. Yeah, there. So, so what they do is, is, is when it's your character's turn, you can do different directions and buttons to pull off attacks or combos or whatever have you. Instead of just pulling it down from pull down menu, they're like, well, we're just going to map this, you know, to the controller. And, and yes, uh, you know, I guess you can sort of get used to it and it becomes more like a shortcut rather than going through like Final Fantasy style menus. But, but because you have all these different characters and you want to swap them out, you want to try different things, um, it, it, and it's not super intuitive. Uh, it gets confusing pretty quickly and it's not, uh, it's, it, it's not unusual to hit the wrong thing and, and waste turns and attacks and all kinds of crap. It's just not worth it, boys and girls. Please, please, I'm begging you. Don't be suckered in like I was into the screen. No, I mean, well, if you're looking at screenshots, now you can look at, like, combat screenshots, and you'll see the crappy-ass graphics I'm talking about. Though, I guess when there's kind of still the old, uh, some of them look a little cute, but, like, Artanella. Nope, nope, Artanella goes better. No, I'm looking at him. No, Artanelco's better. <laughs> and Artanelco, yeah. if you don't know, is kind of a, you know, I'm thinking PlayStation 2 Artanelco, by the way. I'm not even going to the PlayStation 3 ones, but I play the, I play some of the PlayStation 2 Artanelco games. And even, even those felt like, re- you know, they, I, I got them because they felt and looked like higher end Super Nintendo retro RPGs. And looking at this game, which is a PS3 game, nope, Artanelco. Yeah, I, I don't want to insult our Tanaka. Okay, we're moving on because because we got we got like everything's doing. We got a time time <laughs> well, crunch here. I I, I yeah. just wanted to say a few things about sure, this mainly sure. that that um I think this was the first game I bought like um that kind of shattered my illusion that hey anything with the Nis America logo on it's got to be pretty good because I mean up up to that point yeah I mean they they've been putting out a lot of like their internally developed games and some of the Gust stuff. And this was kind of the first point where they brought over a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah I mean, the worst that I had played that had the NIS logo before that was something, I forget if it's Artelco or whatever, but it was just, it felt generic, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. But this is bad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, after that, it was kind of the beginning of a flood of Idea Factory games. Bad, bad, bad Idea Factory games. Uh, 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 but wait you say but phil but wait there's more there's more you're like phil (laughs) certainly certainly this ended it right i mean this was so bad i mean who in the hell bought that piece of crap and 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 i just well look look at all the people on on our forums in these vintage columns who were talking about hey dlc is coming for cross edge Uh, imagine 
what you are what signal you are sending if you buy DLC for Cross Edge. All right, all right. I tell you what. So when we posted our when I posted my review, we must have had like almost half a dozen defenders come out and just say I was smoking from putting a bad review of this game. Let me ask y'all a question. Those of you listening to RPG Backtrack, of which we know there are thousands, who's still playing this game? I mean, hell, I'm still playing old Final Fantasy games. I'm playing Gene D'Arc on my PSP. I'm a retro gamer at heart. I want to know how many people out there are still playing this game. Seriously. Are there still any well, defenders? Or well, were they Phil, just coming... It's, it's, it's funny you mention that because there was a whole, hub, a whole thing where they had to stop selling it because of uh, that guy that would trademark like the the word cross or was it the cross or edge something like that some crazy guy that would trademark the usage of some word in like video game titles and so they actually had to stop selling that because of some annoying lawsuit and people were talking about this which would imply that someone cared oh jeez yeah yeah cuz i think i think they actually had to take like the dlc off the psn store for a while so yeah, I, re- I remember seeing this and being like, wait, but it's cross-edge. Why do you care? <laughs> you you're sure they didn't do it out of mercy, you know, for the audience? I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. looking through your review your review blog again and seeing Discara actually had this useful information that I think is very illuminating about cross-edge. Pay attention to the icon next to the item. I didn't need it. I didn't notice it first, but I needed an ice crystal to make a new sword or spear. I had 12 ice crystals in my inventory and said I had zero. Thinking it was a glitch, I sold them all and created them again, then tried to reload my game, everything. After a bit of hair pulling, I noticed that the ice crystals I had seemed to have a different icon. The icon was a small bag. The one I needed had an icon of a small square. After a bit of research, I found I needed the Monster Park ice crystal rather than the item ice crystal. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> there is no end to the pain. Oh, it, uh, see, oh, wow! I don't have to make this up. No, Idea Factory know, does it itself. They do it all on their own. Alright, let's let we're seriously moving on. Uh, Trinity Universe. Uh, this is developed by Nippon Itchy Software, Gus Corporation, and Bad Idea Factory. Published in North America by NIS. This was released on June 29th, 2010. A single-player, crappy-ass role-playing game experience. And, 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 and guys, let me just read to you a little bit at the beginning here of Ken Staples' review of this game from our website. He said, when I first heard about Trinity Universe, I was intrigued. Tell me if you heard this before, by the way, guys. <laughs> when I first heard about this uh, Trinity Universe, I was intrigued. A mashup of original Idea Factory characters with characters from well-known Gus and Nippon Ichi series, Trinity Universe looked to be the prodigal love child of the three companies. The visuals I had seen in the trailer and on the official website looked great, and the battlecrafty system looked interesting. The alternate viewpoints and extra characters promise additional replay value that is often absent from most games. I dove into the Trinity Universe expecting a satisfying gaming experience. Now, have you heard of this setup before? 
may go somewhere I'm expecting. I I know. It doesn't sound like the last two games. Oh wait, it does. It okay. You know what? I I I'm done here. I'm gonna go and grab a box. I'm move. I'm bumping up. I'm upgrading. I just <laughs> I have to have something with a higher point value than this. So you guys talk about crappy ass universe. I don't have anything to say about this one. I learned my lesson with Cross Edge. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I saw this come out and I was like, nope. Nope. No, nope. no sir. Mr. Staples' review because I haven't played it. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Staples thought. <laughs> oh, I, I'd be happy to tell you what he thought Go because this is going to really surprise you guys. Okay, I'm just going to get. I'm just going to get to the bottom. Got bottom line. Okay, he gave it a two out of five. Well, I just. It's almost as if he read my review. He just no. It's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, so it's a little bit more of an action RPG, uh, you know, kind of. It looks like, anyways, looking at the screenshots. Um, no, it says there's turn based. I guess I'm wrong. Okay, Battles of Trinity Universe are fairly straightforward turn based affairs. Under normal circumstances, characters attack in the order that the player put them into the active party. You're given a choice of using a combination of weak, strong, and magic attacks, and that it consumes AP. You can execute patterns of combos. Wow, this sounds like kind of exciting, actually. Uh, you're able to pull off special combo abilities, have the potential of greatly increasing damage done. You got fury attacks that carry over the combo and damage counter. Uh oh, we're adding more systems in, guys. <laughs> and as an added bonus for linking characters' attacks, Fury Linking will give you an, a chance to execute powerful multi-character attacks if the combo counter is high enough and you have Ooh. good enough timing and the stars are in alignment and the mood is full. Okay, he didn't say that last part, but uh, you know you know where this is going, right? Uh, yeah, they keep adding to it. Beside the standard attack, players are also able to use pre-equipped abilities by charging them up until their AP requirements are met. Skills vary from healing to attack to escapes from battle, etc., etc. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, the But uh, while battles offer a good amount of variety for fighting, they usually boil down, boil down to remember long chains of commands for combos each turn and executing them in a manner that might as well be pure button smashing. Ah, oh, that fills me with giddiness. Well, how could it not? I mean, button mashing, that's everyone's favorite. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a huge... This is going to surprise you, too. Uh, you got a huge inventory of craftable items uh, with a deep crafting system that might leave you confused and scratching your head. Geez, that doesn't sound familiar, does it? What no. the heck? Where is this coming from? Yeah, I just... It's unprecedented. I, Let's uh, see. We, we might as well bring this up. It's shorter than your thread. I guess people... Just couldn't get as worked up about Trinity Universe as they did about the wonders of Cross Edge. You know, I, I think by this time they had just gotten it all off their chest. Uh, so, wait, this guy writes, I bought Trinity Universe, Neptunia, Cross Edge, and Last Rebellion. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They are horrible, but they will be so rare. You know, and we never heard from this guy again. I think after that wow. he went to first person shooters because he was done. Uh, I, we heard from him again, but I have yet to hear his about his claim that Trinity Universe, Hyperdimension, Neptunia, Cross Edge, and Last Rebellion turned into great investments. Because I've seen the prices on all of those. They're not going for great amounts now. Sorry! Uh, <laughs> Trinity Universe did for a while, so I hope you know they sold while it was hot. 
You know, reading the rest of his review, it's more like, you know, he's not nearly as harsh in his texts as, as I was, I don't think. Um, he just says that uh, after the initial few hours, he was left with an overwhelming feel- feeling of tedium from the constant backtracking, boredom uh, from the often repeated music, and disappointment from the lackluster plot. While the cutscenes looked good and the optional ones were great, the rest of the Trinity universe left me with a bitter taste of mediocrity. Diehard fans of NIS and Gus may find enough interest to hold them over till the end, but most others will have the urge to put it down before it really begins. So, I mean, you know, he gave that a two out of five. I mean, by comparison, the text in my review puts down that other game so much, you think that's just one. What do I know? Um, uh, it got an overall 65% um, on game Metacritic. rankings. Yeah, Metacritic game rankings. That yeah. seems a bit kind. And that is a kind. Well, you know, you remember yeah. that there's again, 65. These are yeah. who do not understand how to use anything below 60. Below 60, 60 yeah. yeah. Unless it's, unless it's uh, what was it, Big Rig, 18-wheeler, that game that was super buggy and glitchy. I think that one got a 42. Um, so if it's totally broken, you might get it down yeah, to 50 or 40. It totally earned 42% yeah. <laughs> by being not even in a pre-alpha phase. It's just, I, I you just, it just... Okay, moving on. Have we? Uh, I got. I, I, I got to get some more drink. That's all there is to it. There's just. Ah, that just. Man. Oh man, I didn't even want to mention that last game. I, I didn't even want to go there. I just. I just don't. I really. Oh, don't. okay. Then I guess we have to do the one before Bla- the last. Game. Blazing, blazing souls and tactical art. Look, look closely at that word after the colon. Uh, Excel- excellent. Ex- ex- Excelate. I think it's accelerate. I have no idea. I think it's accelerate misspelled. I think it's actually pronounced bad game. Yeah. This was developed. This was developed by Idea Factory. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. Published. Oh my gosh, I can't even get through this. Published. Who cares? Published on the (laughs) (laughs) PlayStation 2, Xbox 360, PSP, Android, iOS. Released in. You too can buy this for your iOS. Aren't you going to do it right now, Mr. Apps? Don't you have enough? You don't have enough games for your iOS, clearly. No, I, I'm sorry. Hearthstone takes up too much space on the phone. I don't have room for more games. Yes, you do. You have to no, buy Blazing no, Souls no. Axelate. Nope. Can't do it. Release. Like all those other wonderful Idea Factory games that are put on iOS. Oh, like your favorite Idea Factory game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's on iOS. That means people love it. Why do you people buy these things? Oh, oh my gosh. Like, you know what? Your, your money's so much better spent on beer. I mean, yeah, you drink it once it's gone, but at least you got some enjoyment out of it. This was released on the PSP, uh, you know, back in back in, back in, back in October 1920. I, I don't even think we have a review for it. I, I, I think by this time no. all the staff learned their lesson. No, we don't have a review for it. And Mac, Mac couldn't find anybody to suck her into this time around. Yeah, no, we're, there's we're... A, there's a story. Uh, Glenn Wilson was playing it, and he ran into something something that prevented him from finishing it without a whole lot of extra work. And he just said, "You know what? I'm done." A fifty two percent on game rankings, maybe. That might do it. That's even worse than Trinity. <laughs> It's getting well, okay. worse. Okay. I have not played much of this yet, and I chalk that mostly up to the fact that you... I realize I'm doing my newly acquired PSP a horrible disservice by putting this into it. You know, uh, why? if you had a Super Nintendo and you put into, you, into it as your first game, uh, I don't know, 
Seeker of the Stars. Mike, this game ranks <laughs> this game ranks even lower than the next game we're talking about. Let's gonna say. No, no, you know what that is, Mr. Apps. We don't no. want to we don't want to no. yet. That's impossible. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. I based on the two hours or so that I've played of Blazing Blazing Souls Axelade, I can say these things about it. It reminds me of that other Idea Factory game, which I am not talking about tonight. Agrius having Mr. Apps. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Mr. Apps, I'm going to say it now. Mugen Souls. You no! earned this. No, that is that is fair play now, sir. I was not you, bringing up that are, name and you did it. Well, you are going to make me talk about it, so. Well, I'm, I just can't take enough. I just can't take this little trauma in one night, okay? Blazing Souls, excellent. You know what? Don't you just love it when games supply you, when they just shower you with multiple forms of currency, which are only good at certain install installations of vendors, so you have to shift all between different places in order to use them? Isn't that great? Sounds fantastic. Ah, all this Especially beer is the, great. There, there's combat, which you know is you know standard convoluted idea factory tackle combat. What the hell am I doing here? What? Why? Why do I have to click through five different options when one would do it? I've only gone through a couple of battles, and I can already tell you that it's way too freaking convoluted for its own good. There's a story. It's all about this pompous asshole named Zealous who refuses to take any help from me. Get out of my face. I don't want to hear from you. And I guess, based on what I've heard so far, the localization is fine. You know, kind of like, here, this second grader who's dyslexic and hasn't learned to spell yet is giving you this fan fiction, and you get to type it up. Wow, you did a great job. It's a piece of crap still, but what were you going to expect? But here's the wonderful, wonderful part about it. One of these forms of currency is something you get from battles, and you, you need it to search. You search out new locations on the world map. I don't know how this fully works yet. You, you have to search out locations before you can go there, okay? So I search out a couple of locations. I don't see what the problem is yet. But, no, once you've searched a location, that's not enough. Now you get to search very specific spots, apparently, within that location to find where you need to next go. Like this forest somebody's talking to me about. Is it marked on the map at all? Not really. There's some, you know what, here. Let me show it to you. Let me show you this wonderful, wonderful map that I'm certain I'm going to need. Uh, And of course, it's completely devoid of details because why would I have a detailed map for this game? No, none exists, apparently. See, look at that map. All those little things on the map in green, I presume, are things that I'm eventually going to need to search out. But I think I need to be extremely specific with where I have the cursor, or else it won't work, and I've wasted the points for searching. And how do you get more points for searching? Uh, You get them from mandatory battles. And I think you don't really get them from optional fights. Or you get them maybe one for each. So you can imagine how much fun that's going to be if you search needlessly and waste them all. Doesn't that sound great? Oh my gosh, it sounds like cross. Look at, look at the map, Phil. Look at that oh, map. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't do look it. Look at it. No, no I can't. Must. I must you not. Must. No. Gaze upon the Idea Factory game map. You know you must. It's so ugly. What were you expecting? <laughs> I can't even tell the difference between the water and the land hardly. It's just all a bunch of oatmeal barf. Okay, so that's what I can tell you based on my short time with Blazing Souls Axelate. 
and I already understand Mr. Wilson just couldn't be bothered to play any more of it, but uh, I will pro you know what? I'm just stupid enough that I'll probably I so you expect to give it a five out of five? Again, Mr. Apps, your your listening comprehension is surprisingly <laughs> low lately. <laughs> I, I might have just asked you, would you like me to raise your taxes? And uh, when you say yes, yes please. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've we found something that you're wholeheartedly behind. Awesome. Glad to know it. Yeah. You know, I'm so regretful of my not having spent an extended time with Blazing Souls Axolate so that I can tell you more about it. But no, I'm I'm talking about myself in Bizarro World. The real me is absolutely not sad to have spent so little time with it as we stand. Uh, but of course, if I stop talking about Blazing Souls Axolate, that means we have to move nope, keep on. Talking, to... Keep talking. You're good. You, I'm uh, sure you it, have more things to say. Uh, okay. Uh, the the back of the box says epic turn based battles over forty hours of gameplay. And oh boy, I got this from the UK. You know, region free PSP. And it says there's bad language and violence. That's why they're rating it age 12 and over. Uh, through his struggles, Zelos will discover the secrets of the world and dark truth behind his existence. And you know, I'm looking at this guy and I think he became a character in Chaos Wars. Because you know, this game was originally on the PS2 before Idea Factory made Chaos Wars. So... You know, everybody who played Chaos Wars and was familiar with Blazing Souls actually went, Wow, look, it's Cellos, the complete asshole of a character. I really <laughs> wanted to see him again. <laughs> there. I've I've delayed as much as I can. It's time. <sighs> it's time. <laughs> no. So, no. so no. in case you've never been to our side and read enough reviews to where you've you see one of these. We have a an RP gamer. We have a we have a one to five scale, and we have a you know each one of these scores because we and we mark them off at every half point. So you got one, one point five, two, two point five, all the way up to five point. And each one of these has a name. You know, like five is probably like super excellent or something. Three is average or above average. Who knows? I can't remember them all. But there's one. There's one score that's very very special, and it and it means abominable. And, and we don't give out this score very often, but we give it here. And the man who mm. gave that score is on this podcast. We are talking about Mugen Souls. Dun, dun, dun. Which, Muge, which I think we must Mugen. refresh everybody's memory. Uh, Seely had the chance to review the sequel to Mugen Souls. Or Mugen. Surely it's saying Mugen. Like and mucus. And he had to settle for giving it an impression because he just couldn't finish the stupid thing. So Mugen Muganugi Souls was developed by <laughs> Compile Heart because you know they're known for their quality. Published uh, by NIS America. Why do you keep in this NIS? Do you have no standards? This was released. Let, let, let's refresh our memories. Last Rebellion that also came from NIS Publishing, didn't it? Uh... Released in North America October 16, 2012 on the PlayStation 3, where I heard that it crashed a number of systems, causing them to implode spontaneously. Uh, this is a single-player RPG, if you can call it that. And, it's a uh, single-player thing. It's a thing. Let's call it that. It's, 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 it's something. 
and yeah. and 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 it's it's an abominable something. Mm. So uh, you know, Mister Raps, I feel like since since you did the official review, I feel like you should take the lead on this one. I'm wondering if you could just um, perhaps go over the plot synopsis while I prepare myself to revisit this. You know, the there's plot, only so much I can do. The plot synopsis is what you do is you take a whole bunch of good ideas, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of bad ideas. And uh, and and some some throw left- them in a blender. Throw them in a blender with some leftover banana peels, and uh, and that's which that's that's the plot to to Mugen Souls. No, you see, that would actually result in a good plot. The story starts off with a self-declared undisputed goddess Chow Chow proclaiming her intentions to conquer the universe by making the seven worlds her peons. Together with her first companions, Atlas and Ryuto, the story jumps into the conquest of these worlds and slowly leads to revelations about Chow Chow's past. Each planet features a similar story to the next, involving tracking down the hero and demon lord of each planet. At first, this proves to be a good opportunity to make some fun uh, video game cliches and pull off Disgaea-styled evil but not really evil characters. Story oh my god, def- you're reading my review. Well, what, well, what did you think I was going to do? I didn't play this damn game. Are you, ser- <laughs> you serious? I thought, I, thought you were just, I thought you were reading from Wikipedia or something. I'm like, hey, I wrote that. <laughs> they stole it on Wikipedia. No, I was just reading your review. Wikipedia couldn't be bothered to come up with a unique when it just stole somebody else's. <laughs> but the story quickly devolves into a typical game and anime cliches that grows tiresome just a few hours into the game. Most of the characters are highly one-dimensional as well, repeating phrases and actions, matching their character archetype over and over again throughout the course of the game. While this is common in many games of this style, it's taken to an annoying extreme here. By the time actual story revelations begin to take place, they have little impact because the player will simply have no emotional attachment to the characters. It tries to be funny, but a large of this, uh, a large part of the craziest fall of the game revolves around Mo. Whatever in the hell that means. And vogues, moe. moe. Oh, Moe. I have no clue. Well, I'm going to let it show your life. And vague sexual themes that are never handled with any kind of maturity. There's nothing highly offensive here, given yeah. that the contents be removed for domestic release, but what's left over is hardly much better. That's what the story is. Yeah, I should note, you know, about the whole sexual thing, that the main character looks like she's 10 years old. Yeah, just take that into account. Well, well you, you know... know in some societies over the course of human history, 10 years old has been the age of potential consent. Uh, have I told you, you know about what? the history here in Utah? <laughs> oh, wait, no, I didn't go there. No. <laughs> Anyways, no, bad, bad. Anyway, oh, yeah, right. that, that was so, my futile attempt to um, distract. So should I talk about why this game is so bad? Do you want, do you want the gruesome details? I think we need them, yeah, because... Uh, All right. It must be distinguished from the company it's keeping on this episode. Yes. So, I should start by saying I actually had um, w- had some hope at, as this game started because the first few hours are actually pretty pretty okay. You know, the the first world you go to has a pretty funny story. I forget exactly what it was, but involving some some doing some things with some video cliche video game cliches. It was it was pretty funny, and overall, um, it was clear. The localizer did their best with this game, and it quickly fell apart from there. So the battle system is you kind of move your characters around in this. Uh, trying to think of a good comparison. Have you guys played? Um, uh, I can't even remember the name of the game. 
Have you guys played any of the Neptunia games? Did you, Phil? Because I, I have not. Have you had the misfortune? I, I gather that a lot of them are coming out on Steam now, so I guess I could if I yeah. desperately wanted hey, to. Hey, you know what else is coming out on Steam? <laughs> but we'll talk about that at, at the end of I, this. I think it's already out on Steam because <sighs> Steam, Steam just wants to get everything possible, so great. That's that's so fortunate. Yeah, I, I just have this feeling that at some point when it's on a big Steam sale, I'm going to log into Steam and, hey, look, you have a present from someone. And I'm going to probably click through and accept it without realizing what it is. I, I just see this this happening in the future. Well, um, I, I will not do that to you. We have plenty of other staffers who probably will, but I am not going to be the one because I... <laughs> I foolishly try to give people games that they might actually like. On uh, that, that may make me a fool in some ways for not not making sport of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so so back to Mutant Souls. So the, the the whole battle system is similar to the Neptunia games, where you basically you characters take a turn, and on their turn they can move around a set range on the battlefield, use some skills, and you know, which I actually like the battle system in those games a fair amount. Um, but here it throws in a bunch of wrinkles that are really terrible. Like, for example, um, you can, like, subdue enemies using different Moe styles, I think it was called. I don't even know. Uh, huh? Yes. Isn't that the equivalent of uh, somebody in a therapist's office just changing personalities and that somehow makes people bow down? Yes, so the main character would change styles to like, oh, the the masochist one, and I, I don't even remember what the other ones were. I try to block it out in my memory. Um, yeah, that 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 sounds like yeah. the the stupidest idea Woody Allen never had. Yeah, it's pretty stupid, and it's not like, uh, I mean, you're still just a character beating up enemies. It's not like there's any clever usage here. It's it's, it's it was really dumb, but uh, I think. Uh, what was it? So if you used like the right style and did certain things, you could turn them into your peons, and there were certain things you can do if you get a bunch of peons. <sighs> Whatever. But the most annoying thing about the battle system was there was this whole thing where you could basically bounce enemies around the battlefield. Um, now that does sound a little like something in Disgaea, but um, I'm going to guess that where you have to actually think about it in Disgaea... That's not really the case here. No. So there were like convoluted things you could do with it, like bouncing them certain ways, do certain things. Never had any effect, like whatsoever, on anything. It was just there to stupid. there to eat up time. I, I I mean, it wasn't required. I I I don't know. <laughs> um, but in addition to those regular battles, there were also these really terrible ship battles. Um, Wait, you're you're reminding me of uh, I don't know. Ship battles, Suikoden Four. They they weren't good in Suikoden Four, but they were okay. Uh, uh, um, the, did you did you play Nostalgia? I on, did. On the DS. So and I Nostalgia. Say, okay, Nostalgia ship battles reminded me of Skies of Arcadia's, which were much better. Yeah. So think of that. Only really simple and really stupid. I'm not liking what I'm coming up with here. Yeah. But the the weird thing about this was uh, so these battles were extremely rare in like the first half of the game. So I guess you you wouldn't necessarily consider any need to get good at them. They just pop up and you have to deal with them. Not, there wasn't really any need to get good at them, but also 
the whole thing with getting peons was what makes your ship more powerful. And since there, the ship battles weren't really coming up, I didn't really do those. So I had some problems when I got to the second half of the game. Needless to say. But that oh, one was cool. my fault. That one was my fault, but, you know, also not my fault because what you had to do to make that happen was really stupid. Uh, in addition to that issue with the battle system, um, so like this, like this guy, um, I don't, I don't want to call it an item world because it wasn't anywhere near like that. You can go through the these things like a string of battles is the equivalent to the item world that they had here. Um, and if you go through those, you can get different points for leveling up skills. The problem with leveling up the skills was um, it astronomically increased the skill points required to use them, which you know that's okay. Ooh, think, we we love geometric rates of progression. <laughs> Well, you're thinking, okay, that's all right, as long as the skill's, you know, much more powerful. The problem being that I never experienced the skill being more powerful when doing this. (laughs) So so I leveled up a bunch of skills, you know, because I was... This is mostly in the second half of the game. You know, I'm trying to beat some hard bosses, expecting, you know, obviously more powerful skills. And they, instead, they were just more expensive and sometimes actually worse skills after I leveled them up. Well, um, that, this sounds For no like, rhyme or reason. This sounds like a saga mechanic gone wrong. How's that? Yeah, it, that sounds about right. So, uh, I mean, there were points doing, doing some hard battles where I was trying the whole bouncing around mechanic, just trying to figure out how can I damage these things, because leveling and increasing the power of skills is not doing it, and I don't... It's, this is stupid. <laughs> uh... And you know I'm I'm perfectly okay with you know complicated mechanics. I'm just not okay with mechanics that make no sense. When you level up a skill in a game in an RPG, you expect a tangible return. Am I right? A- a- am I right or am I wrong? You're speaking nonsense, man. <laughs> Where is this outlandish notion coming from that you you invest things into a, a skill and want it to get? better instead of worse. What the hell is this? Get, get your revolutionary communist ethos out of here, man. Yeah, You're so. a commie! Needless to say, I had some struggles finishing this game. But I did! And it was not worth it. And and the, the, the ending has this weird screen where the whole cast is sitting on a now... Uh, giant version of the main character with giant boobs, and they're like sitting on her boobs, and yeah, I hated yeah, this game. It made me want to drink. Because uh, you, you, I haven't even gonna... played it, and it's making me drink. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the story for a second, because like I said, the story actually started off kind of funny, and then it got to the point once you had some more characters in it that people would not shut up. Like any any story sequence, every single character in the cast had to like get their stupid shtick in over and over and over and over again. And it's like, oh hey, now here's a new character and they're gonna have to say things all the time and uh, I, I don't I, I actually don't remember a lot of the end scenes because I think it just kinda I you know, I'd read them and you know, nothing registered in the brain. <sighs> So, um, you said NIS did solid work on the localization, right? Yeah, and the voice actors seem to, you know, do their damnedest to, you know, 
make this not total crap, but again, the equivalent of just here. Here is this uh, this long lost I don't know Stanley Kubrick uh, scribble where he just rants about how much he hates people and how ugly everyone is and how everyone is a moron and uh, yeah we're gonna make a script out of this and we're gonna be faithful to it so it's gonna be pretty one note but darn it you're you're professional actors you're gonna do the best you can with this horrible horrible script <laughs> yeah. You know, you can cover a piece of poop in gold and shine it all up nice, but it, in the end, it's still a piece of poop. That's that's the best. Don't way put I can down this game. poop like that. Poop didn't <laughs> hurt people the way this game did. Yeah, oh, and let's not. Poop, poop performs a necessary function. It needs to be recycled into the elements that go back into nature, right? Yeah, poop fertilizes the ground. <laughs> this game doesn't even do that. It's bad for the environment. <laughs> Well, let's also talk about the load times where, you know, the game offers you an install to help with the load times. It did not. Um, <laughs> and this is, like, in the middle of battle, not even, like, um, you know, switching areas or anything like that. This is, like, using an attack, and then there's a pause as it loads the attack. This is on PS3, right? Yes, yes. And this is even when I turned off attack animations, I believe. I think the, the pause was still there. Wow. Yeah. So that, I mean, that is some that is some wonderful programming by Idea Factory. So even if you are the kind of person that would actually like this game, it would at at the point where that started happening be hard to like because it just battles slow to an unbearable cl- crawl. Unbearable. I don't. I honestly do not know how I finished this game. You I mean, I, must I, have been I, thinking about all the good karma you were doing. I don't know. I, I have rage quit lesser bad games that I tried to review and I guess I was just determined to to finish this one to prove that I could review a bad game I don't know, it was not worth it Achievement unlocked <laughs> Oh, I, oh and, and I totally got flack for this review too, I remember ridiculous game FAQ threads um, well, but... well let's let's see here Let's. I think I can dig this out you can bring up the review thread. But I'm not going to Game Facts. That would yeah, don't do that. It's not worth it. Sorry, it's on the second page, but yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and then pause had to chime in. Why is too much Moe a negative? That's a total positive. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Anna. That really, really helped. Like I just put that in there as like a like a joke because at that point I was trying to get any sort of enjoyment out of having done this, I guess. And then she had to I say, mean, there's no such thing as too much mo. Uh, I mean, I, mean wow. I could have just put as put all six negatives and had them all be in capital letters. This is a bad game. Do not play it. Run away now. Save yourselves. <laughs> ah, yes, and then our old favorite Ria had to chime in and say that moe and grinding are good points for me. Ugh. <laughs> I try. Listen, I tr- grinding can be fun. I'm I'm with people on that. I tried my best, my very best, in that review to explain why the, why the grinding in Mugen Souls was awful, and apparently I failed. So yeah. Well, you know that you know that Ria always had selective reading. 
Yeah. Grinding grinding is fun when the combat system is fun. Period. I Exactly. Look, look, look down here. Exactly. Kazuko said, I stopped pre-ordering Idea Factory games after Cross Edge, which was dreadful. Someone agreed with you, Phil. Oh, yay. Wow. wow. Lower score than Cross Edge. It must be truly abysmal. Oh, my goodness gracious. We, we got to wrap this up. I mean, we're having tons of fun here, but... Uh, Lodor3 said, I always tend to buy these NISA games, and I like them all for the most part. I think you just need a certain kind of tolerance for the odd humor and grinding to be able to play through some of them fully. Oh, like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is post my review of Disgaea 4, which is all the actual things they're describing. So uh, I guess none of them actually looked at my review history and were like, oh, hey, he likes that kind of game. This obviously (laughs) is not that kind of game. But, you know, nobody did. (sighs) All right. Well, wait. It's it's like when I said I hated the story in Tears TR2 and people said, you just don't like visual novels. Can't win. You hater. Why are you such yep, a hater? A hate. Why are you such a hater? I mean, I'm I'm clearly a hater too. Look, remember? No, no, we we should not talk about that right now because that will come up on the final lap where um we get to talk about some some kind of good news instead. Yay! No, I'm, I'm thinking about what I think was the most recent really negative review that people really raked me for. That would have been almost a year ago now. Wow. Um. It it was on PS1, a late game that took a long, long time to complete. Oh, that one. Well, that's okay. We're getting a better version of that one. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to wrapping up here. We'll be right back. And when speaking of the file app, we'll wrap it up with that. So hold on tight. This is the final lap. We read your comments, do kitchen sink stuff, and and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, and we talk about, oh my gosh, we're glad we saved that. Because every once in a while, in case you didn't know this, every once in a while, technical errors, we lose the recordings. And we have to do them over again from scratch. The Disgaea episode? The Disgaea episode. And you guys you guys just hit that one out of the park. Because I, I don't know how you did that twice um, and did it well. You did. I think you did it the better the second time. But well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, I fell asleep uh, during part of the second recording. Oh, jeez. Well, but that wasn't going to happen uh, with this one. No, I can't drink that much. Uh, anyways, uh, so so we had a lot of comments on our last show, 154 Delta Force, and uh, a lot of great, great comments. Um, Tech Side said he listened to a bunch, 
Uh, you know, he's been playing catch up and we tell you if you're listening to previous episodes and you want to comment on our forums about, you know, you listen to episode 80 from three years ago, uh, do it on the, the current thread that's going on. Don't go back to find the thread on episode 80 because none, and we, we frown at that at rpgamer.com. So use the most recent RPG backtrack and just talk about what you're talking about. But he said, uh, he said the Sam and Scott hurry up everyone show. Wasn't that the one? That was this one. That was that. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. I like, don't encourage Sam and Scott. Okay. <laughs> this is my show, damn it. And, and we're not going to let them t- take it. Okay. I like listening to Scott and Mike talk about System Shock 2. It's not the type of game I normally play, but it's nice to hear about it and great thoughts about it. And, and what I want to say to this not voice System and, Shock 1. I, not 1. I remember we did talk about that. No, no. He said System Shock 2. And because okay. he said this, I've got a special deal. Whoever can email me first, jcservant at cyberlightcomics.com, or if you just go to our forums and you just, you know, the first one on a thread that says, Phil, I would love a copy of System Shock 2, I will send you a GOG copy of System Shock 2. Yay. So, just for listening, and listening this far. Uh, he says, Front Mission is a series. What about System Shock 1? We know it's on GOG no, now. No, no, System Shock 2 is what I have, Mike. <laughs> That's what people are getting. You are supporting System Shock 1 finally being re-released Michael, for foreign audiences? What the Michael heck? Michael T. Minky. Hush. Okay? I have a copy of System what, Shock 2. What do you think my middle name is? Okay? Why, System Shock why, 2! Why are all our middle names something with a T? Kate, listen to me. Michael T. Apps is in my show, <laughs> and you all are question me! You're just as bad as Sam and Scotty Boy. Okay, Front mission. I'm trying to read this. You are interrupting tech sites' comments. You know that, right? That's very rude of you. Oh, I'm sorry. He writes into Q and A quest and interrupt tech sites. That's right. He says Front Mission is a series he's always had a soft spot for. He remembers playing Front Mission three. He thinks he should track down Front Mission four at some point and give it a spin. We think you should too. I should also play some Front Mission three a second time. Absolutely agreed. I played it through twice, and there's very few games I played through twice. Uh, really so looking least, forward. At least with Front Mission three, you get a completely different game if you take the other path. We know that. Yeah, he also says he's really looking forward to the episode on Lunar, which uh, unfortunately I think it's been tabled for the moment. Mike, is that uh, what I understand? We will we will see when that happens. It's uh, I I make no guarantees right now. I mean, I can talk about it, but uh, getting on is yeah. We gotta get some other people on. Unless I, you know what? Do I? I don't even have it though. Wait, Mr. Um, you played it, right? Silver Star. Uh, <laughs> okay, so so memorable. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, it, you, exactly. you might you might serve in direst of need. <laughs> yeah, Alex, Luna, uh, Dragon Master Dine. Definitely. I've been meaning to play it, so maybe I should do that so I can help you out. Oh, okay. I thought you had played it and just had forgotten. Okay. Um, uh, I've I haven't finished it, and it's been a long time. Which version? Uh, both actually. Wait, there there are four in English. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, three of the four. No, I. Uh, well, let me think. Okay, I haven't really played the Game Boy Advance one. Which you know is fine because that was anyway. That that should happen on the, that show. Uh, I petered out on all three versions I played. Wow. So so maybe I could be useful to you. I think you might. That, that's a different type of perspective. Okay, Phil. Let us proceed with the comments. So so what? And then he and then he asked. Um, 
you know, about uh, some GOG sales, Heroes of Might and Magic, and and Might and Magic series. So if you go and check out the thread, I won't. Uh, I will. You know, uh, we gotta get wrapping up on the show. So go, if you want to check out the thread, Tech Side and I go back and forth. He asked for some. He asked me for some. Uh, well, I will. I will tell you. He he did ask me what was my what was the, my top five recommendations from GOG because GOG at the time had its one of its year sales, yearly sales, and I told him Wizardry Eight, absolutely the best game. Uh, that's on that site, in my humble opinion. Followed right after is by the Witcher series, um, which says something. I just love Wizard. What can I tell you? Baldur's Gate series is now uh, is on there, of course. A really great series. Elder Scrolls Morrowind is now on there. Um, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was my top five. Um, so, And with that, he also asked about Heroes of Might and Magic. So there's a whole bunch of details back and forth. You can go and, and check that out. Now, along those lines, sometimes we do a blast from the recent past. We didn't have time for it tonight. But on the list uh, of games that came out a couple years ago was Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, which was part of our discussion. Now, we've talked about it before. And, and when we talked about it before, it wasn't in a super positive light. They wanted 20 bucks for it. It had a lot of bugs. There was a little bit of additional content, um, including the high screen or the high resolution screen support, which to be honest, you could go back and play the original game and with a fan patch, get the same exact support for the most part um, without the bugs. So our recommendation RPG Backtrack was to avoid the enhanced editions, but they had them on sale uh, just this last week for like $20 for both Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 Enhanced Editions plus Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition. They've worked out most of the bugs by now. Uh, and of course, you know, you got the extra content and as such for all three games. At $20 for all three, that was definitely worth it. So I did uh, snatch that up. I think he did too. Um, so they're back at normal price now. But I would say for 20 bucks for all three, you probably can't go wrong with that. So... Did you play those apps? I played the originals. Did you play the enhanced though? No. Now nah, you the old know saves, Do the old saves work in the originals? Like, can I pull Ooh. up my old piece, old save, and bring it into the enhanced version? That's a good question. But there's new characters, there's new classes, and so I'm not really sure if those saves are compatible or not. That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, go and check out those threads. You can leave your comments at forums.rpgamer.com. We'll have a thread up for this show once we get it posted. We'd love to hear from you. Read your comments on the air. We chit-chat back and forth with you. We'd love it. Um, our next show, is it the Elder Scrolls show, Mike? I think, yep. Yeah, That'll so be the early, the early installments of the Elder Scrolls. <clears throat> we're talking about Elder Scrolls Arena, Daggerfall, Battlespire, and Redguard. And a lot of those games now are part of the GOG library. When I bought... Um, Elder Scrolls um, uh, Morrowind Game of the Year collection because it was on Super Sale. I've got it on Steam, but for three bucks or something like that, I'm like, ooh, DRM free, yay, exciting. So I I went ahead and bought that and added to my GOG library, and I ended up getting all of those old games as well, which are not a part of Steam. Last time I checked, maybe they are, who knows? But they are they aren't in my library. So now I've got all those old games. Now I know one or two of those you could download for free anyways from Bethesda's website. I think it's Arena. Now I I play Daggerfall. I'll I'll save my comments for that show, but um, it is pretty cool now. If you do buy uh, Morrowind, you get all those games added to your GOG library for uh, for free. So that's interesting. We'll talk more and we'll tell you whether or not that's actually worth your time <laughs> at our next show, 157 or 156 or whatever it is, Arena of the Elders. Uh, okay, guys, we got like uh, 10 minutes or so left. Let's start with Mr. 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 Apps. What are you doing? What's up? What's new? What are you What are you playing? 
So I recently finished Legend of Legacy and put up a review for that. Oh, let's talk uh, about Legend of Legacy. Is that a good sure. game? Because there's a lot of you know fighting going on. Yeah, I don't really care about the fighting. It's a really good game. Okay, y'all heard uh, it here first. Really good game. It obviously is a descendant of the Saga series, given it's got a lot of the same staff. Um, but it's really well put together, and it's it's definitely like a small budget game. But the development team clearly were very cognizant of that, and everything uh, was definitely fit into their budget. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's a really good game, really well put together. Um, has some issues. Um, Nope, speaking of issues, a little bit of issue with the call there. We'll see if we can get Mr. Mike back um, on that Legend of a Legacy game there. Sorry about that. Uh, you said there was a lot of, or a, li- a few issues, Mike? Yeah, Obviously, so the people who are naysayers got into us our circuit there for a minute. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so there's a main character choice to be at, at the beginning of the game that's largely pointless because uh, the story's very light, and, you know, your character choice... Uh, you'll get a scene at the beginning of the game and a scene at the end of the game, and that's about it. Um, your characters were t- will talk randomly throughout the game, so you'll get some different dialogue there. But your two other party members uh, can be changed to you know any of the other main characters, so uh, it's largely just a choice of what one character you want to be locked in at, locked into, and you know it doesn't really affect the story at all. So that was a little disappointing. Um, some of the mechanics uh, have some minor issues, like uh, the way the magic system is set up requires heavy use of your accessory slots, um, and you only have two of them, so that can be problematic. Um, but other than that, you know, I had a lot of fun in the game. I've already started another playthrough. Um, the soundtrack's awesome. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and I'm really hoping that uh, they'll end up making a sequel. I'm not, not sure how well it did in Japan, but uh, hopefully it does pretty decently here. It's a uh, fun game. Yeah, so Legend Lego, and thank you, Mike, for your review. Uh, it has lots of details. I highly encourage everybody to go and read it. Read it because it is an art, a retro style um, RPG, and uh, and 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 I appreciate apps validating my pre-purchase decision on that title. <laughs> so now yeah. I, I I feel validated. I really tried to fit in a, as much detail about the uh, battle system as I could in the review. So. Hopefully I didn't uh, cram in too much info in there, but I tried to get in a lot of details. Because it's kind of an intricate battle system, especially if you're not used to like the saga style. Uh, so, yeah, go and check. Can you hit your party members to skill up? That's all everybody really needs to know. <laughs> you cannot. That uh, that is that has never been in any saga Pro- game. Problem solved, people. I just saw somebody make a <laughs> reference yes. to Final Fantasy 2. Um... <laughs> Anything else for us, Mr. Apps? Uh, so I've been working for a long time now on reviewing Dis- Disgaea 5. And What's taking so long, Mike? Um, I'm afraid I got some bad news. I'm, I'm afraid a- I got some bad news. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the game, um, which is disappointing. Uh-oh. because I, I think it's got the best story the series has had in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's completely refreshing, but the gameplay has a lot of issues, especially the world, which is incredibly boring. And combined with the fact that I've had to grind a lot more just getting through the main story than I have had in previous games, it's just not—it's not going very smoothly. Um, and also, hey, this this main story is longer than the other ones. While we're at it, so yeah, that's going to be a bit longer. 
because I just haven't been able to force myself to do the grinding to get through it. So doing my best. There will be a review up for it eventually, but um, that's going to take a, a bit longer because it's only so much of it. So much of it I can take at the moment. <laughs> she can only take so much, Cutter. She's going to fly apart. Uh, it's not all bad. There's there's some new I- ideas in it that are pretty cool, but largely. Um, yeah, I'm probably just going to go back and play 3 and 4 and even D2 once I'm done with this. Mm-mm-mm. that you're able to find so much replay time. But this game, games are full of replay well, time. Well, actually, for those games, I, I mainly mean I'm going to do like post-game stuff because I've I already got saved okay. in the post-game. Yeah, not necessarily go and completely replay them. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, a disguise story, I generally get through to 40, 40 hours. I'm already yeah. up 40 hours for this one, and I'm pretty sure I have six chapters left. Wow. Like, yeah. I pl- went to scan three or four, and I think it's maybe because I'm a little inept, I don't know, but I I put some time into it. I, I forget what the counter was at on Descaya 4, but I did reincarnate my characters a couple of times, especially in, like my main character plus a couple, like two or three other ones. Mm-hmm. I reincarnated to get the higher stats, so you figured I went through item world numerous times to get them you know, back up, leveled up, and the such. Are you saying it's even worse than that? Yeah. Wow. It's- it, the item world is just boring. Like, how is it more boring they, than any normal item world? I mean, those things are pretty so, randomized. So, they're still randomized, but it's a lot of it's simplified. Like, you won't get a lot of the crazy, you know, uh, with the colored squares and the different abilities that have on those. Those are a lot simplified. Oh, oh so there's not, like, a lot of special... Like, yeah, that was a big thing about ra- uh, item yeah, world, right? Not a lot, there's not a lot of the, the there's, geo things. There's no craziness? It's just straightforward fighting? Mostly, yes. Ew. Um, I mean, there's still some stages with, like, the, the Geo thingies. I honestly forget the name of them. With some, but, you know, a, a lot of times in previous games, I've run into arenas where, oh, there'd be some squares that are, like, instant kill and, you know, reverse damage, so you deal damage to SP instead of HP, things like that. Yeah, that's how you leveled up, which you took advantage of those after stacking the enemies together. So there's a lot less of those. Um, there's actually can be stages with none none of those on there and just some enemies on there. Oh, oh and, okay, I feel the pain now. And and it gets worse. The worst the absolute worst change here is that in previous games you could skip you can skip a floor in the item yeah, world and yeah. you'd still you'd still get like a level up for the item for skipping that floor. Right? You do not get a you do not get the bonus completing a floor unless you kill all the enemies on that floor. Wait, so your item doesn't level up if you just make it to the exit? If you skip, if you just skip a a stage, uh-huh. you do not you do not get any bonus for that that particular stage. But well, there's the, there's stage bonus. Like you got free items for. Well, did you get it for skipping though? I don't remember. But you're saying that the item doesn't. The, like if I went through an item, I went through ten levels before I exited out. Some yep. of those, like half of those, I was skipping. It's usually those boring ones that you're talking about, where the geo panels don't line up and crap. I'm like, screw yep. this. I'm not going to sit here and schlog yep. through all these so, guys. So in previous levels, you'd get ten level ups. I get ten level ups. Yeah. Here, you would not. You would get if you skipped half of them, you would get five level ups. <gasps> that is so yeah. wrong. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. It, it, makes, it makes the item world twice as tedious. Yeah. I mean, oh. there's, there's so so there's other things you can find to like you know uh, also increase the level like enemies you have to kill and other things like that, but not enough to make up for that one change. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's messed up. 
and there's there's some other changes I have issues with. So you know, in uh, like three and four, where they have like the like the three D blocks that could be stacked up for all the different effects on the level. Uh-huh. And you know how it was in Disguise one and two, where it was just like these little triangle things. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be stacked up or anything like that. So they so so they reverted to that for Disgaea D2 because obviously it was like a throwback to the previous games. Um, but that they, that change is in this one too. So levels are much simpler, and to make up for that, they have different like level effects. Like you know, there's some levels where there's lots of ground with poison on it, and there was one where weird mushrooms appear every turn that can cause status ailments and things like that, but not enough to make like the, the levels any more interesting than they used to be. So the stages themselves are much, much less interesting. Wow. So there there are some like new ideas in the game that, that are interesting and can bring the series forward, but it, it feels like it took a few steps forward and like eight steps backwards. Well as we all learn on this show that uh, you know new ideas aren't necessarily good ideas. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it, the story, I can't em- emphasize enough, is fresh and awesome and just like far better than four and D2 by like giant leaps so that that is a good thing to see i'm glad that, that like the the series has its mojo back um but they're gonna have to yeah um this is not a good step gameplay wise for the series wow okay well now you've depressed me <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's not a bad game by any stretch it's just like um disappointing I, yeah disappointing Disappointing is a good word to describe it. Very disappointing. Uh, Mr. Minky, do you have something better to tell me? <laughs> uh, Stella Glow is kind of like if Luminous Arc was done somewhat better. How's that? Luminous Arc was like a 2.5 in my opinion. <laughs> so does that make it a 3.0? Uh, how about a 3.5? Okay. Makes me feel a little better. Uh, the, the animation of tuning witches is just weird as hell. Here, Here's your guy, your lead. And what does he do? He materializes a dagger in his hand, and he shoves it into the lady's uh, kind of like right above where your ribcage starts, that part of your esophagus. But, but, she's got a ma- but she's got a magical hole in there, so it's alright, um, because that makes her sing. Um... Everybody knows this. When you shove a magical dagger right above the... Uh, the ribcage of somebody, it makes her sing. How does how is this not common knowledge? I thought it was. I don't want anything to do with these magical daggers. <laughs> oh, and the best part is that you can't skip this animation. Every time you you conduct the witch. Wow. So that could be a negative. But I do want to give it praise for at least uh, doing a good job of battle variety. I mean, there are a couple of them that are kind of frustrating, but it's not always kill everything. There's a couple where you have to survive. Uh, there's one where there's there are several where you have to protect people, and you know that's usually not the most fun thing in a strategy game, but at least it's something different. Uh, what else? Um, well, you know what did I play? Six hours of Chaos Wars on Sunday because I'd reviewed Stellago, and I figured, dang it, I haven't been doing my due with Chaos Wars. I need to get back onto this and. Yeah, that that showed me how smart it was to go back to that game. Wow. Uh, you know, I should probably start up Trails in the Sky second chapter soon, but I just haven't had time. To... Oh yeah, I played through 
the third storyline of E's origin a little while ago. That was fun. I needed nice. some. <laughs> we're gonna have to have another. We're gonna have to have an E's episode one of these days, Mister Apps. I think we can do that. I'm always up for E's. Yeah, I I now see why it was considered a good idea to play through the final character of E's origin because it was just um you know having to play through both of the other characters first seems a little excessive. Uh, what else? Spectre. Good Bond movie. Not great Bond movie, but good is still pretty worth seeing. Um, the latest Paranormal Activity is a Paranormal Activity. If you know what that means, then you more or less know what to expect, except that um, this one shows you the ghost. And what does it look like? It looks like, oh no, ink blots in the air. I'm scared. Ah! But you're not terrified of ink blots or maybe, I don't know, oil smears floating in the air? Then you may not be this. Uh... That's probably enough for me, and we're getting close to your bedtime, Mr. Phil, so you should probably wrap this up soon. Well, yeah, I've got got to go back to college, apparently. I need a degree, something, 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 career field in accounting, blah, blah, blah. So my podcasting and gaming time is being kind of curtailed, and uh, I'm trying to stay to a strict schedule. I'm going to Western Governors University, and if you're not familiar with that, uh, how it works is you pay them... Like it's around three thousand dollars every semester, which is six months, and it's as many courses you can you can get through. So incentivizes you to spend every waking moment studying and getting through because time is money at that particular college. Um, so that's what I'm kind of working on right now, uh, and I just started. I uh, did an orientation thing and stuff. So far, so good. But uh, I am leaving some time for gaming. I've got the schedule for myself, a pretty rigid schedule. And, yeah, it kind of means that the podcast has to stop by around 10 o'clock my time. So uh, we won't have uh, too many of those four-hour filibusters anymore. <laughs> filibusters. Uh, yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll be like this one, a little bit uh, a little bit shorter in the tooth. Uh, along uh, – what was it? You, something you said, Mike – apps and i don't remember what it is but it just reminded me of something really really awesome and mind-blowing but oh, we got yeah yeah, yeah. The, 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 that that series that series i got a that re- one which you were for some reason i turned you off of playing the seventh installment a while back on uh. playstation i can't imagine why my review would have done that yeah so we got some really good news as you all might remember i mentioned earlier that um uh, that I was going through the Dragon Quest series and I got up to six and was super thrilled with six and seven, which I do own on the PlayStation. Not so great reviews, really long in tooth, and and Miki pretty much scared me off of it. Now, I actually did play about a dozen hours or so in it, but it, it really is really slow. Now I don't get as much console time as I used to. But yes, we got an announcement that seven and eight are coming to the 3DS. Super, super excited. More and, specifically, they're coming across the ocean on the guess. Yes, yes, coming across the ocean. Stupid and region lock. I even I even you know, I even show Square Enix a little love because um Pretty much between the direction they're going Final Fantasy, which I'm not a huge, personally a huge fan of, and what they do with Tomb Raider, where they made it I'm exclusive a, to Xbox. I might be any direction they take with Final Fantasy, as long as it comes out, instead of endlessly being delayed. Oh, whatever. I could care less if they lo- took the disc and threw it away. How long has development? Eh, who Eight cares? years? Nah. Nine years now? It's because of trying to make... it's actually been in development as long as it has been announced, to be fair. We, we can't but it's, it's still been a long time regardless it's not at duke nukem forever levels yet but it will be one day 
I've been writing for RP Gamer for I think five years, and it was announced before I started writing here. It was announced along with uh, the whole Final Fantasy Thirteen compendium or whatever they called it. Yeah, and Thirteen came out almost six years ago now. It's getting bad. And it was announced in what oh seven oh six because they don't know what they're doing with it. Role playing game, Devil May Cry rip off. Who knows? Okay, you know what? I just hate Gene Dark. I'm sorry. While you were talking, I was finishing up a battle. I hate Gene Dark. I'm throwing it away. I'm so pissed at this game right now. I just spent like 45 minutes on the treadmill going through this battle. And one thing about Gene Dark is every battle has a time limit. A turn limit, I should say. And this one was, which is completely arbitrary. But it's to kind of force you to move, push forward. And and this battle was kind of tough. I almost got my ass kicked because I'm pushing forward too fast. But I did it anyway because I'm worried about that damn time limit. And I got to the last – it was like 11 out of 12 rounds le- are done. And you're supposed to get all these characters to this exit. And I moved the character to the there's, – there's four panels that are lit up yellow as the exit. I defeated all the enemies on the board. So, hey, I killed all the bad guys here. I should be done. Should be gay, you know, should be yay, you won, you defeated back. No, no, no. The objective is you have to make it to the exit. So I had like one character that was at the edge of her movement rate to get there. And I'm like, I count the squares. I'm like, okay, I can just barely make it on the 12th round. But guess what? When you move your four first, when I move my first four characters there, they occupy the square. I can't move the furthest character onto one of those yellow squares because there's only four <laughs> squares and there's six party members. And I don't know if they just disappear at the end of the turn. I don't know what the game fucking expects from me. I, I am pissed. I am pissed. Jinda Ark gets a negative five out of five. Negative five. Damn this stupid game. Anyways, where were we? Oh yeah, Dragon Quest coming out. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, super excited for that. Watch the mood swings, Phil. This early, this close to bedtime, that can't be good. Awesome, awesome stuff. So uh, yeah, my RPG trek. Well, got a great excuse anyways because of college. But I'll definitely be postponing that until I get the official 3DS version of those two games. Ah, <sighs> super excited. Uh, but yes, as, as I mentioned, I'm playing, I went back to Gene Arc, and now I think I remember why I hate it so much. Arbitrary turn limits suck. Arbitrary objectives that you get a game over if you don't figure out what the game wants you to do suck. Uh, but I do like the cutscenes and stuff. That's kind of cool. And it's nice that's like a real historic setting. That's pretty cool. Kind of interested in the story, but, uh, I think, yeah, that, that map just pissed me off. Anyway, I think that's it. I think that's all except for the legal ease which is to say that rpg backtrack is a production of rpgamer.com your source for rpg news impressions reviews articles and home to the best gaming community on the net like i mentioned before write your questions and comments on our board you can always email me jason servant at cyberlightcomics.com or jimason at hotmail.com and help shape our future shows mr michael labs does some silly other podcast somewhere else you might want to listen to sometime what's it called mike q a quest yeah there you go and a whole bunch of other podcasts. It's all over at rpgamer.com on the right, left-hand side on the menu towards the bottom. Lots of lots of podcasts. Uh, we definitely talk your ear off about RPGs. You can follow us at twitter.com forward slash rpgamer. I'm twitter.com forward slash jcservant. We have twitter.com forward slash jumaysin. Michael Apps has, uh, what are you, Ask Wheels? Ask Wheels? Forward slash Ask Wheels. We're all on Twitter. We're all Twitters, Twitter heads. Mike, uh, my, my Mr. Apps often gives me advice on Hearthstone, whereas Mickey just uh, makes fun of me. Anyways, uh, you can listen to all of our previous podcasts as well as all the other shows over at rpgamer.com. Mr. Mickey, anything to put us to bed with? Uh... Do I really need to say anything more about Idea Factory at this point? I think we've said it enough for tonight. 